no audio. Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Generation Red, the Kettle Corn and Husker Fan Podcast, where we try to be sweet. But tonight, we're probably going to be a little salty. Oh, Lord Almighty. I am your host, Ken. And I am your other host, Scott. And we are here to break down the, well, not break down, just react to what we all just watched in Minneapolis in uh, the bank stadium, if you will, the meltdown in Huntington, or meltdown in Minneapolis, I guess is a good way to put it. Uh, and we're joined by a buddy, a golfing partner, and sometimes podcaster. Second time he's been with us, first time in the studio, Mr. Luke Merrill. How you doing, bud? Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Oh, he's so sweet. He's so sweet. What can we say, guys? I mean, really, there's there's not much we can talk about other than the fact that here we are again. Um, holy smokes! Now I'll be I'll be okay. I won't say it's like a bitter a bitter loss. Besides us continually shooting ourselves in the foot and going about it, and. At least it wasn't what they thought. Like, what would you say? 45 and a half spread? Yeah. Uh, 45 and a half was the over-under. So, yeah. yeah. The spread was seven. And they obviously went way under. And we covered the spread. So, <laughs> yay. Those um, are you bet. It's job. the little wow. victories, folks. It's the little victories. <laughs> oh, to just be able to finish a game. To just not have a running back drop the ball on the carpet when it's the most inopportune time, but God bless Anthony Grant. He'd actually had a fairly decent game until that moment. Uh, but, and then Malcolm Hartzog bites on that really hardcore inside move by their receiver. Jackson. He makes a great catch. Calic Caliac Manis makes a phenomenal throw. And here we are tied up at 10. And then what we do turn it over again. Another yeah. fumble or another third interception, interception by Sims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we turn it over again. They go right down the field and score. Uh, yep. Kick the game-winning field goal. Of course, that's the way it's supposed to end, right? I mean, for good for them. They're at home. They had their nice little win. They knew they were going to go no, out and do it. No, it was also screw allowed. them. <laughs> screw them. And they're bought and paid for refs. Yeah. I mean, remember, I'm, there was zero. I counted them. Zero holding calls on Minnesota tonight. Yeah. That's been the story of Nebraska's time in the Big Ten. And it seems to get a little ridiculous, if you want to know the truth. Because I yeah. saw Gunnarsson get tackled. It seemed a lot tonight. So Even that face mask call near the end. It was like the guy was literally being pulled. He was on one leg. He's not even there holding onto the ball. Mm-hmm. Not even trying to get to the ball. Doesn't even know where the ball is. And right. of course, his hand being out. I think the guy may have just aimed for the hand and just hoped for the best. Get that extra 15. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. We, I will say this. I think, I think what I can take away from this game, besides the fact that it was at, at the last, what, five minutes of the fourth quarter were just so excruciating. Mm-hmm. Leading up to that, the defense played well, held them to three points for the entirety of the game until, you know, the mistake that didn't, that shouldn't happen, happened. And uh, here we are. Not, uh, not with an L. Have an L. Now, was that mistake the, the touchdown run that should have been in that crossed a little <sighs> bit of that plane before an yeah. elbow at the ground? Or I think that was a missed call for sure. Yeah, I mean, they missed a false start. There was just there was just a bunch of goofy stuff to watch in that game. It was 
I kind of said, I think I alluded to this last last podcast that we had when we previewed the game. I kind of had this like this sneaking suspicion that there was just going to be some residuals from what we've seen before. And that was exactly what we got. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some moments where you kind of would go, okay, things are things are starting to move along here. And then there were moments where you're just like, what are you thinking? And, <laughs> and, and my whole thought process was, am I going to watch this game and feel like I am watching an entirely new team, an entirely new identity, an mm-hmm. entirely new culture? Even if they don't get the win, I was at least expecting, at the very least, I would hope to see, I would say, some sort of tangible eye test difference. Right. And there were a few moments where you could look at it and go, okay, this feels like a different team, but there were plenty of moments where it felt like same shit, different day. Um, I, well, you know, I had this idea in my mind that we were going to lose by anywhere from three to seven points, somewhere in that margin. Um, But I always am quick to forget how painful those losses are, regardless of how they end up. <laughs> you don't just end up in a one score game and some side that's on the losing side doesn't end up with their heart broken, which as yep. you now know, it's scrolling on Twitter mm-hmm. and, and that stat that just keeps haunting Husker fans as a whole is this whole lo- like streak of losing in one score games. Since 2021, we are now 14 and three, or we are now three and 14 and one score losses. Mm-hmm. Um, and one score games, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so rule has his work cut out for him with this program. Yep. This is kind of honestly, maybe I wasn't willing to fully visualize it in my own like mind, mm-hmm. but this is kind of what I expected. I expected to see sloppy offense. I expected to see a defense that would shine at times, but would, would make us throw our hats in frustration, which I, that's what I got. <laughs> and the one shining moment that I will say that I saw in that game from my quick reaction, gut reaction, is special teams was on lockdown. Yeah. I will give them credit for that. They were attacking the ball. They were getting aggressive. That 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 kickoff, that 65-yard kickoff return <laughs> by, uh, by Ramir Johnson was pretty awesome. Um so mm-hmm. if there is one side of the uh, field that has been the thorn to our existence for the last four or five years, uh, special teams was yep. on lockdown. So here's yep. hoping that trend continues. That was just kind of my overall. Exactly. Tristan Alvano makes his one field goal. Uh, we, we were all sitting on the edge of our seat going, is this going to be a good thing? Is this going to be a bad thing? Uh, surprised. I was surprised earlier this week when you found out that Rule was going to go with a, a freshman kicker uh, because he tends to not do that. But apparently, Alvano won him over. So, and he put it through the pipes. And I was pretty confident if we'd have got inside the thirty-yard line before we threw that last pick, that he would uh, give it a good ride, mm-hmm. get one through, and and get us get us the W. But as always happens, it's turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. What was it? Four to one, five to yeah, one. Yeah, it was four turnovers. Four to one, four, four to one. one. So, yeah. um, you're not going to win a lot of football games doing that. Even no. though we were, what you noticed earlier, I hadn't even looked at it. You had the time of possession was really close. They only beat us by forty-five, forty seconds, 40 seconds worth of t- top. So, 
my goodness, you tried to take care of the ball. You did a good job in the second half of moving the football on them, scoring points when you could, and the defense was playing lights out until... Now, I understand it's hard to get your head behind the idea. I've got to go right back out there now. The defense offense was moving the ball. They just put it on the carpet. Crap, we got to go back out there again. Well, they weren't too worn out, so you can't say they were worn down. You know what? Minnesota called a better game when the game mattered. Yep. And they executed when they needed to execute it. So hats off to Minnesota. Uh, congratulations to to the Gopher fans. Uh, it sucks for us. Um Hurts, but I I walk away from this game, you know, not to pump the roulade too deeply, but I do walk away from this game feeling like this team's heading in the right direction. We all said it at the beginning as we were watching. Oh Lord, this is gonna. And I was fairly calm for the first half. I stayed quiet for the most part and just let the game unfold. But then the second half, <laughs> it seemed like every time we turned around. You know, something was happening and it was making me lose my ever living, loving mind. And <sighs> some days I hate the fact that I love Husker football. I hate the fact that we've wasted all of that incredible energy coming out of Memorial Stadium last night and the team just crapped the bed when it really mattered. So that sucks. Luke. Anything else on your mind you want to talk about before we kind of wrap this up? Because there's really not much to say. <laughs> I'm just kind of hoping with a Thursday night game like this, we can kind of either do something at practice to try something new or just go back right into film or something on Friday. Then Saturday, if you want, watch the TCU-Colorado game. If you didn't get enough of the infomercial and ads that they put on the entirety of our game. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. And then you kind of just study that. because I don't know if that, how that's going to go from there. But I feel like if, with, if we just work on just a chemistry between our quarterback and receivers yeah. to even our deep, our offensive line to Jeff Sims, because there's times where Jeff Sims doesn't want to – he like, looks like he doesn't want to run the ball like he's been doing – and every right. now and then he wants to try and test out receivers just so his receivers don't know they're like, oh, he's running it again. So I'm expecting hopefully a, a chemistry build yeah. between the team because that's what Matt Rule has been doing. He's been saying how he wants us all together in this new mm -hmm. team building exercises and all that. So I'm just hoping that camaraderie actually builds to something more than the idea of what Memorial Stadium had last night. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that's an excellent point. I, I'm just so... Despondence, not the word, just resigned. I'm kind of resigned Apathetic. to the fact that this is where we're at. This is a bigger rebuild than even my roulade swilling butt was willing to admit. I didn't want to think that Jeff Sims would have a hard time taking care of the football. Granted, he was going against a really good defense tonight. Minnesota was top at the pass defense. Their and, secondary and exceeded my expectations. Yep, they were good. They were on lockdown. They were really, really good. And Except I was for that surprised. one new age fumble ruski. I was surprised we were able to run the ball as effectively at times as we were able to do. And then there were other times it was like there was no lane to run in. There was no. The one, hats off to Gabe Irvin. That one run where he gets hit right at the five-yard line, bounces out of there, and 20 yards later, and I think that was the drive we either kicked a field goal or scored the touchdown on so um or at least flip field position that was the beauty too is that uh Bushini shined tonight had no problem putting the ball inside the 20 almost all night so uh wow 
special teams, you you were dead oh. right, Scott. Special teams was out of this world. Defense has potential to be really, really good. Um, they just need to make their assignments. Losing T. Rob uh, for the first two quarters in in Boulder. That's, oh, that's gonna rough. be kind of rough. Um, I just don't expect them to run much. So we'll see. We'll see what that means for us. We played pretty well after he went out of the game. I was kind of surprised. I didn't notice a difference. Yeah. It seemed like there was a like lot they of guys were blowing it up on yeah. that side. A lot yeah. of guys coming in and out that that they rotate a lot of defensive linemen. I read that on Twitter. I wasn't really paying attention to the numbers on the jerseys coming in and out. I was just watching, seeing what kind of yeah. penetration we were getting. And the other thing, and I think we talked about it during the game. I'll throw this to you guys both. Is it just me? Or is it whenever Nebraska is dropping back to throw, there's always somebody from Minnesota in Nebraska's face, in Jeff Sims' face. Whereas when Callie Manis, at least for most of the first half and part of the second half, would drop back to throw, it seemed like he had all day. And then at the end of the game, it seemed like he had all day to find whoever happened to be open because we just can't. Like the one sack Jeff Sims took, three guys were rushing. There's no reason Corcoran didn't have help. Mm-hmm. For some reason, 57, uh, e. Piper should have probably helped him out on that side. I don't know what the blocking scheme was, but holy cow, can we find somebody at left tackle that's not a swinging gate? Because that seems to be what Corcoran is. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge sack at the wrong time in the game. So, I don't what, know. What I noticed along with that was that we had the stupid quarterback chasing bugaboos that I feel like we've had forever. <laughs> it seems where, where we break the pocket down for the quarterback mm-hmm. that we are trying to murder and they just are slippery and slithery and just get their way out of any situation we throw at them. And we can only at most get our hands on them. Like it just seems like we are, moments away from a big game moment sack and we just can't get there it's like yeah. it's like they're they're going through some like this quarterback is stuck in like the most impossible labyrinth of <laughs> of human meat shields and somehow is able to like maze runner their way out of it mm. it's 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 ridiculous yeah, I don't they do, understand they do how like a little two-step dance move real quick and they just hop right out of yeah. six different sets of arms that are about to and wrap around their ankles like and then they make green a grass forever yeah yeah where us when we have one of those moments it's like you have two sides that you can you, it's kind of like a usb cable you have a 50 50 chance of whatever side you pop out of that it's <laughs> that there's going to be people waiting there to fuck you up yeah and <laughs> We somehow get it eighty percent of the time, yeah. and the other team is like, they're like back to back world championships, back to back world champions of plugging a USB port. First try, yeah. Oh, dude, it's so frustrating to watch that. It's just like I feel like there are just some niches and some like we just have these like ghosts that haunt us as a program. These these consistent things that when I watch other football teams play football, I don't see these things happening right. all the dang time like I do watching our team play. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
When is that going to end? I mean, you even saw with Minnesota when they were just in there, you had a little rough pot spot when they were going with us and just trying to figure out if they were really going to run it. And we're starting to close down their quarterback situation. And then all of a sudden, a third and what, 11 or eight? Yeah. And then boom, they're right through. Like we weren't the even there. Down. And we can't do that. Where Jeff Sims, like I was saying earlier, where he looks like he wants to run, but he wants to actually try and give it a shot to pass. If he takes that minute to sit mm-hmm. there and do that, that's when three or four guys come through and they don't have that offensive line that'll sweep with and follow that coverage and move with that defender and replace a block when you know that it's not there. I think there was one play where Sims got that ankle tackle done to him and you see, I think it was 68 missed his. And then you saw another guy just trying to jump in at the last thing and barely miss an arm to stop him, but then let him run right through. Yeah. And then just completely blew up the play for Mm -hmm. us. It's, it's just those things that I, I have, like, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of just, um, follow up with what you said, Dad, about I do have trust and confidence with this staff that these are the things that I think they can fix. It's game one. Right. Now. It's it, you know, this is this is a really lofty opponent that we were given right out of the gate to start the Matt Rule era. We didn't get an Akron game or a South Alabama Bethune game. Cookman. We didn't get yeah. we didn't get that stuff. <laughs> Most recently, and you know, the last three seasons in a row, we've had a Big Ten West foe to go up against to start the season. That's tough for any coach. But mm-hmm. you add the one year coach of Matt Rule coming into a losing program with a losing mentality and a losing culture. I mean, yeah, these are the things we're going to have to go through, and I think Matt Rule is the guy to do it. But I think Husker fans, we got to take a step back and just look at this with a thousand yard view and say, you know what, <laughs> we're going for six and six. Mm-hmm. Nobody was expecting us to beat Minnesota, and so we just need to humble ourselves and mm-hmm. look at where we're supposed to be at according to the, you know, the the stats and the analytics and all the things that go into Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know. Those algorithms. It's like they're they're not they're they're literally designed to make you see what is most expected. And so it's like mm-hmm. yeah. if they're expecting us to win right at about six games, we're probably not winning against Minnesota. And that's just the unfortunate truth. And that's exactly what we saw. And it just it just so happened to be in the ways that we are so yeah. used to losing. It's like it's not a surprise anymore. See yeah. how we break ourselves down. I was just hoping to see us lose different. I guess yeah. that's where my heart hurts. As bad as that sounds. But I'm, I'm trying to go through the mental <laughs> landscape of what does a sufficient loss look like. And I don't <laughs> I don't know because all I've ever experienced are these, these stupid last minute bullshit mm-hmm. things. And so mm-hmm. I don't know what normal losing looks like. Maybe I'll have to watch more football this weekend and be like, what does a normal loss look like? And try and live vicariously through other teams and try and imagine well, that maybe we'll have a few of those this year. Yeah. I mean, a few th- normal th- losses. that's a good point. I mean, what did just to get off of our game for a minute, what did Florida expect was going to happen? <laughs> bringing in Graham Mertz you know, to, to pilot their offense and they go in against a really physical Utah team. And by, by, by that final score, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Utah probably beat them up, yeah. you know, kind of like Minnesota was probably thinking they were going to do to us. Yeah. Oh, same offensive line. It's the same defense. It's just, they're just kind of lining up a little bit different. They're going to play a little different, but we got this big monstrous offensive line. Granted, the interior of that line is new, 
And it looked for a while there that we were going to get blown off the ball for the second half, and it didn't happen. So that's where this loss is so heartbreaking for me is because I think the better team actually lost the game. The team that played better on both sides of the ball for a good portion of the game, other than the turnovers, uh, lost the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you You get rid of those turnovers and we win the game. Yeah. Because those were such, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no ideal time to throw an interception. Um, but there are definitely less advantageous ways to throw interceptions. Oh, Oh yeah. And being in the red zone is one of them. Being in the enemy's territory at any point is one of those times you don't do that. Throwing to double right. coverage, probably throwing really into help. double or triple coverage. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, well, we kind of knew what we were getting with Jeff Sims. We kind of were hoping that it was this, like, you know, this, this, this spiritual revival that somehow our program was going to get the turnover bugs out of him, and. Yeah. This isn't obviously this is one game. We need a we need a bigger we need a bigger portfolio here to work with. But well, let's see how Jeff Sims works for the rest of the season. It is first game, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I'm sure he's gonna get it worked out in practice very thoroughly. Um <laughs> and we'll just kind of have to see next next week against Prime. Um Oosh. So we'll just kind of we'll just kind of have to see how you know. Give me like a give me like a four game sample. I want to see what we look like as a team at the end of Louisiana Tech. That's when I'm going to know what we actually have. But right now, it's not looking good. It looks inconsistent. I, I can't I cannot characterize it as it doesn't look good because there were moments that the offense did. There were moments throughout the game where yeah. the offense could push their defensive line back. They could get some yardage. There were some holes there. My complaint is I don't think, and again, we're not X's and O's guys, right? We're just kind of three schlubs that watch the game and kind of talking about what we saw, but I wasn't real keen on some of the play calls. Oh, yeah, no. Just the, the... you get Why the ball are we back? down in the red zone and Sat calls on first down a yep. corner pass play and then follows it up with another pass play? It's like, dude, you have nine yards to go. Just run the damn ball like do we've that, been screaming for. Do that scheme that got you all the way to the red zone. You don't just do one bad pass, run 13 yards, another bad That's pass. That's another yeah. example of what reminded me of what we've seen for the mm-hmm. last four years is that's what I felt like we did with all of the offensive schemes that we had in the previous regime was that we would do something and it would work eight times in a row and then, and we, then go we get cute and we try and do something like, oh, they're not going to exp- oh, they expect it because we're Nebraska and we're hey, predicting nobody expected mm-hmm. the annex of Puerto Rico there at the end. Then I mean, I went to the fridge, grab a beer. And all of a sudden I opened the thing. All of a sudden everyone's cheering and 87's wide open in the end zone. No one knew it was there. I don't even think the coaching staff knew he was there. <sighs> we yeah. had hope. We did. We had hope for three and a half quarters and then that hope was dashed. Yeah. <sighs> well, but we live to fight again another day. Um, I don't know. We have we pretty much exhausted all we really need to say because otherwise. Yeah, for a gut reaction, I think this is sufficient. We're just a dead horse. This we was keep good going. time. <laughs> this was good. You know, I had fun watching the game. I oh, had yeah. fun seeing a team play a different brand of football. 
in a sense, because there was a lot of times we had that fullback in there and he made a couple of decent blocks uh, for either Sims or for the running back. So I, I, I took something away from that. I saw Fedoni out there a lot, making some key blocks. I'd love to see him targeted a few times. Um, who knows? That might be coming. They may not be using him in that fashion yet because there's a, it's coming. So we'll have to see. But um, what do I got going on behind me? Oh, that's right. We need to have the sign be signed. Is there right here? We have, we keep forgetting to do this, folks. Yep, yep. we always forget to do this. We had the Husker Cuzcast sign it last week, so don't worry. We did get that done. It's just that uh, we did that off camera, and um, (laughs) yeah, that would be a lot easier. See, there it is. There's our sign. We have lovely signatures for everybody who comes into the studio. Yep, so... We have just been bad about remembering. <laughs> yes, we have. But yeah, if you are at the right time, an in-studio guest, whether you're just a schlub like the rest of us or in the media or whatever, or if a player, former player or current comes in the studio, they can sign on the end or inside that white ring and loot because, you know, we're all just slubs. He gets to sign anywhere on the outside of the ring. So so if you want to sign our that. sign. Yeah. You need to get on us. the Gen Red Pod. Here's your sign. Yes, this is Here's this is your sign, sign to do it. Sign the sign. You can get you can get it's a signature, the sign of the and times it will be when you're signing the view sign. Of the camera, you can maybe even put your Twitter handle on there if you want. Well, while he's signing that, speaking of Twitter handles, yes, yours is yes. You as can follow always. me on Twitter <laughs> at Scott Gen Red Pod. That's Scott with two T's. The second T will. Always remain silent. Pleads the fifth. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm active now because Husker season has started. So, yeah, that's a good time over there if you want to wallow in my misery <laughs> with me. So, um, yes, follow me on Twitter at Scott Jen Red Pod. How about you, Dad? Where can folks find our podcast and you around Bill. the world? As usual, you can find us at Gen Red Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and the YouTube. Generation Red is the search term to find our podcast on your favorite podcast app. If you are subscribed via Apple right now and you have not gotten our last six or seven episodes, you need to update your feed. So please just unsubscribe from Generation Red on your Apple device or Apple Specifically podcast. Specifically if it's like the gray one. Yeah. If, if the artwork is gray with like a woody background, yep. is that the one that we used to have? Yep, that's the one that yeah. Apple's always had, Look even though I've updated it 80 times. So, um, yeah, just unsubscribe from that and subscribe to the new feed. You'll see the two of us cheesing on our new artwork, so that way you know you're on the right feed. So just get resubscribed. And uh, genredpod at gmail.com is our email address if you want to reach out and touch someone. Whoa. <laughs> and genredpod.com is our website to where you can find all of our social media links. You can see our YouTube videos and our past streams, as well as listen to all our past episodes of the audio show. This audio show will be available probably tomorrow morning, mid morning or tomorrow night. And until then for Luke Merrill, our buddy, he's Scott. I'm Ken together with generation red. And we're here to remind you every single week that there is no place like Nebraska, and beat the Buffaloes. Oh, not Minnesota. Well, I guess their corn also sucks, but Iowa's (laughs) corn. 
Hmm, what do they suck today? They suck go like for guts. getting they suck go for guts. They suck when your uh oil filter they suck like a, a cross threaded oil filter. There we go. I had <laughs> it took me a while to land that plane. He landed but I the got plane, it. but he, he got sucked, it landed. They wow. suck Deion Sanders <laughs> lost toes. That's what no, it was corn. I was corn tastes like Deion Sanders lost toes. There we go. He came in and saved me there. That was pretty good. Yeah. That was good. I might need to have reach out to him and be my ghostwriter. That's a that little harsh. That's a little harsh, but I'll take it. I'll That's take pretty it. Sick. Anyway, like y'all, it. we will see you again soon. Sunday, we will live stream again, 7.30 p.m. Central Sunday, Time. Sunday. We will break down this game a little deeper, and we'll preview the Colorado game along with Dave from Husk Guys. He'll join Ooh. us on StreamYard, so should be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, until next time, God bless. Go Big Red, and we will see you soon. Go Big Red. Go Big Red.